everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Footy Fantasy Podcast. And uh, for this new one, we have a new person coming on, uh, King Yemi, with his many mics that he has dropped. We still can't count the amount of mics he has dropped. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> we still can't count. Thanks for coming. Thanks King for Yemi. having me. I really appreciate it. Also, yes, a, absolutely. also a fellow United fan. Uh, Idris, regular on our show, representing the boys in blue. Mr. Idris, thanks for coming on, as always. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Okay. We're here. Uh, before I jump into the topics, let me tell you guys where you can find us. A quick admin. You can find us on Facebook, Extraordinary Footy Fans. You can find us on Twitter, Footy Ad Fantasy. Come at me. You know, I'm always there for trolls. You can find this full video will be on YouTube at Footy Fantasy. You can find us also on Instagram at Fantasy Footy. And if you like podcasts, we have a podcast version. Uh, it'll also be out anywhere you get your podcast, the Footy Fantasy Podcast. All the addresses will be at the end of the video. Now, we're going to review the war fest that was yesterday. But according to Idris, it was a tactical plan. It's okay. I think it was boring, but Idris says it was a tactical game. <laughs> review the ball fest, the 0 0 game. Uh, we'll talk about the dark horses. This season has been a has been ebbing and flowing so far, hard to predict. Um, we'll also uh, talk about the awards, our weekly awards, egg of the face moment, uh, donkey of the week, like, whichever you want to call it, and your kudos for the week. Uh, since we're, this was a game at Old Trafford, we start with Yemi. Yemi, what were your thoughts about that game yesterday? Yes, 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 yes. It was, it was I don't want to say it was an exciting game. I think it was quite boring. Uh, both teams were playing not to lose. Uh, by 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 that I mean they're playing not to show off what they necessarily got because nobody wanted to go down. Uh, Man U, for example, you know that's my team. I love my boys, but we're not the same. Um, I, I felt like we had more to lose uh, versus Chelsea having more to lose. If we had lost that game, we're way you know, not where we want to be in the standing and we didn't want to fall behind further. So playing not to win the game, it kind of hurt us. But then if you look at it in the perspective of the whole season, I, I think we're still positioned in a situation where it's not a lot of hurt, but then we didn't benefit a lot from it because nobody was trying to take a chance. Everybody was being, you know, oh my God, I don't want to lose this. And nobody really wanted to play their own style of soccer. Um, I'm always reminded of the old days, you know, when we had um, Alex himself, the greatest coach in our history. Um, you know, the, the, the way we played soccer throughout 90 minutes, it's something I was excited coming up. You know, you never, never, never say never when it comes to the mind you of old. But the new mind you, we're just, you know, content with being, oh my God, we finished top six this season. Uh, First and second is not something we even look forward to anymore. As a man, you find that's disgraceful to me. And I don't like that. But but then again, that's what we are. So we need to embrace that and get used to it. And then hopefully, maybe one of these days, we know we transform to our old self. But overall, I think that game was super boring. And nobody wanted to lose. Everybody played not to lose, including Chelsea, which was kind of surprising. But it is what it is. We got one point out of it. Okay. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, for thoughts, for sure. Uh, Idris, uh, tell us, why did Mr. 
Frank, Frankie Lampard come with five at the back <laughs> and two <laughs> holding midfielders, seven players <laughs> at the back. He built the wall of Jericho. He was of Jericho. Well, <laughs> like the keeper, the of Jericho. He's talking about his long toe well again, to block the whole post. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, as a Chelsea fan, I, I have to say this. Um, I'm surprised you guys. I mean, I am happy enough to notice that we played a game where I wasn't having hypertensive states. Uh, I was not having potential strokes because somebody behind who had the wrong back pass, somebody uh, you can just cross in. And Chelsea, we create a situation where the cross becomes a chance on goal. Uh, we did not have um, our best goalkeeper was injured. Alhamdulillah for a lot of people, but I think that's the wrong thing to say about somebody's misery. I am sorry, but I could really care less. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could really care less. But, but Lampard has said, said, goalie coming out for crossing. Right, Lampard already told us that it meant this to talk to, but go ahead. Well, we're all telling each other, we're all telling each other, we're all telling each other that our goalie is coming to fight for a chance. We have to bring back the technical director, who is the boss of uh, the coach to cover the shift of the first guy. Like that's like coming in sick and your boss's boss has to come do your shift. Like yo fam, we've we've been through a lot already traumatically. That yesterday's game for us was a massive stepping stone. For you uh, guys, it was boring. Uh, glory, glory, man, you good for you. We have gone one zero, one zero, one zero, and one one titles. I'm okay with what I saw yesterday. Yesterday nobody nobody panicked. Um, normally when they take a shot on goal like the Rashford shot, on a good day to go. But for God's sake, can somebody yeah. found yeah. a cheap goalie that could make a normal save? So fam, for me it was amazing. You guys, <laughs> my standards are very yeah. low, but I was okay <laughs> with my defensive shift yesterday. So I don't care what anybody says. Sorry about it. <laughs> that is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you say you waste a million of dollars. <laughs> so, what you're telling us is you waste the millions of dollars on Kepa. Fam, there's some investments in life. You know, you just take it. You say this, this is not working. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I have to accept. So, so cut your losses and move on. Cut your losses no, and move, move on. on. Move on. All Chelsea fans have accepted. <laughs> See, we have really tried. We have tried to. Make him feel good, make him keep. Right. You know when you know when we just realized that like it can't be. The last game against against uh, Southampton, the back pass from Zuma was already faulty. We knew that. Kepa missed the ball and kicked the player. So even if the player did not score, it was a penalty according to VAR. So there's some things that you just start processing. You're like, and even after the player still tried to be honest and like get up to have another shot, Kepa had two Fair chances enough. to stop the ball. And it still ended up in the net. Fam, yesterday's defensive display was amazing, was tactical genius. I was unfortunate we couldn't go forward. I'm okay with what we did. Now we have something to build on and, you know, begin to climb up the table. Okay, okay. Interesting thoughts. My own thoughts are that 0-0 will only make a difference over the next five games. What Manchester United and Chelsea do over the next five games. Because if both teams don't build on it, let me speak for my team, if you don't build from this the next four or five games in the Champions League and the league most especially, meaning 
let's say win four out of five, three out of five, we get a good healthy number of points, maybe 12 out of 15. If we don't get that over the next four or five games, then this would be a, a bad, you know, because we're at home, no matter whether they are fans or no fans, we're at home, the onus is on us to go and win the game. The onus is always on the home team. You always want to win your home games. So because of that, uh, we don't build from this. That's that's my first thought. My own second thought is just generally about the coaches. What is his plan going forward? Now, talk much about who does he want to be going forward? Who are you trying to be? I know he had to make the ring to changes after the sixth one. That's fine. You know, so he had to stop the bleeding. I get that. That's fine. But that I thought that was just for Newcastle. But then we are playing two big games now. His stock, his two at least high profile midfielders. Let me use the word. Maybe they're not the best right now based on form, but it's two high-profile midfielders out on the bench. So I'm like, okay, so what's the plan going forward? Do you plan to play this short last in midfield where the hard-working midfielders that they win all the ball? Like, and 20 minutes, is that going to be, is that a long-term plan? I don't know if that's a long-term plan that is feasible over 38 games. Are you going to switch? When do you plan to switch? That's my second question. The third question that follows that, if you switch and you have a bad game, you get found out defensively, because I feel like our defense is not really good. That's why he's, you know, he's playing mm. those two guys in front of the back four. If you get found out defensively and you lose the game, what do you do next? Do you try to find a way that works with your best players or do you go back to the short class? Because if you just like short class, I think there's a very strong possibility that there could be some discord in the dressing room. <laughs> because the two high-profile players, Pogba and Van der Beek, will not be satisfied being bench players. I don't think so, long term. If we get to December, end of the December, yeah. I still bring them off the bench, there will be problems. <laughs> so he needs to figure that out. These are the three things he needs to figure out. He's the coach. He gets paid a lot of money. That's his job. So he needs to figure those three things out, in my opinion. Uh, I, I just want to talk slightly it's, about it. It's, it's almost the same. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to quickly chip in. Like It's almost the same thing with it. It's almost the same thing with the Chelsea situation where you, you want to play offensive football, then all of a sudden now we found ourselves where we're keeping clean sheets and the transition to attack is not really clicking very well. And you pointed out in your second, um, uh, your third um, um, a point out how these players feel. Chelsea's having the same issue. We have a lot of players that are, are fighting for game time. I, I believe if the coach makes it a merit-based system, the mm-hmm. Lampard is trying to do, and play to the, to the, to the player's best uh, um, um, ability or characteristics, then fine, it works. But then again, you have to know your limitations. That's, and I think these coaches know what these players can offer and what these players can Absolutely. offer. Absolutely. Yeah. the way he's playing. I mean, I know for sure if Rashford is coming at you, Greenwood, and your fast players running at us, we're dead. Oh, yeah. That's Absolutely. the honest truth. Absolutely. You know? So we had to play how we played against you guys because that was the only way we could mitigate the risks. Now, moving forward, it's still left on the players in front who understand the, 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 the Frank Lampard style of play DNA to play forward. Now, I, I, I believe for those who are in United who say Ole doesn't have the DNA, he's just a counter coach, so this is going to always be a problem. If you can't score when country, what do you do next? I, I think as we fans, if you start leaking goals the way Chelsea leaks goals, um, I don't think United fans would be happy at all because you wouldn't see any 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 light at the end of the tunnel if you start going down that route. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But my point is this, right? I understand doing this for big games. I get that. Like, do whatever. It's your job, right? Nobody can tell me how to do my. You can do whatever tactics. What I'm saying is, we are going to play wicked team as a big team, as big big. I like to call myself big as big Manchester United that we are. You are going to play smaller teams 75% of the time. Your big games are 25% of the season, always. 
So if in those smaller teams, e.g., I right. in Newcastle, for your big guys are still on the bench, I, I think that's a problem because I'm like, is that a plan going forward? Like uh, the next small team we play, in quotes, smaller team or weaker team, are we going to keep the big guys on the bench too? Because like, how do they get match with him? How do they get? Because uh, how do they build relationships on the pitch? Because that's what football. You can do all the coaching and tactics in the world. Yep. The players don't build that relationship. Okay, you make this run. Let's form this angle. And you just think you just come one day light bulb. Oh, switch up. It typically doesn't happen like that. It takes time. They need to get that match with him to get that muscle memory. So if he keeps flicking back and forth, like, oh, I need to win. Let me play these two guys. Oh, okay, it's not working. Let me go. Like, I don't know how that's going to work. That's just my own. And it, maybe he has a, a plan. Yeah. And, he's going and to then you have to deal with the like, egos too. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The egos. The so ego. maybe he has a plan. You got to deal with the egos because yeah. these big players, you know, these big players are there yeah, and you're we starting to. somebody that's not on their level, you know. Correct. That's the manhood that comes with that too. So Correct. the ego Correct. plays a big role. Correct. So all of that, he has to figure that out. You know, that's his job. So let's 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 pivot a little to. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to throw me something real quick there. It's like, as you said, you said, you said big team, small team, just real yeah. quick, and 25%. I believe that was in the past. Right now, a lot of teams are leveling up. I'm beginning to suspect that 50% of your, your games are actually potentially key games now. Because everybody's spending and teams like Wolves are there. That right. So that's I, a I fair observation. That's, that's a fair point. Compared that's to where point. we were before. That's a fair that, That's a very you know, fair like, observation. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys on playing defensively and not the United DNA. Right. I'm also like, it's not an excuse, but I'm also like, man, guys, back in the day, you have like four or three teams. You know you have to be careful with the way you play. Right. Now, top 10 is it's a free for all. Oh yeah, <laughs> correct. But that, that that kind of fits into my point in the sense. I mean, I said that's why I use the word. I put it in quotes. Say weaker team. There's not really like the weaker team. The te- like there are ten very good teams in this league. If you want better, there are ten very good teams in this league. So the point I'm trying to say is, you know, you need to define who you are. I'm very okay if you want to play counter attacking football. Yeah. What I'm not okay with is if you play counter attacking and bomb me to death and you don't get the results, then I'm coming for you. As a manager, that's that's why oh. when Mourinho came, I knew what when I was playing I was like, God, I know what's going to happen with this guy. I know him. He's going to bomb me to death. Just give me a title, <laughs> give me the league title. That's what I said then. Right. First season, I sat through it. I'm like, okay, one zero, we're good. I sat through it. We didn't win anything. We came six. <laughs> we won Europa. I said, okay, it's building. We won two trophies. Okay, next season, next season, we came second. I'm like, mm. we had a good spell where we played good football. Then went back to this boring. I'm like, mm, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe third season, it all went, it all went to shit, you know? So, if you are going to bore me to death, you better get results. Because if you don't get results, then right. I'm coming for you. Because in my Absolutely. opinion, the players we have, we are not, suit, we are, we are not suited for a, to be a counter-attacking team. You can counter-attack. That, I think the, the mistake right. people always make is that Fair enough. big teams, like whether you're Liverpool, or Chelsea, or Man City, everybody, counter-attacking should always be part of a face of how you play. It should not be how you set up by design. Right. That is my my challenge with my coach. Setting that team up by design, it's not it's not going to work. When you, when you look at the PCC we have, that team is right. set up to be a possession dominating team, which that can also hit you on the break and score. Exactly. That's, that's how that, that the pieces we have, we don't have the pieces. I try to keep players with Van der Beek, with Paul Bad, so that can keep possession. They want to put, they want to be on the ball consistently. And I don't know why we're not playing Pogba, man. I don't know why we're not playing him. 
I, I mean, I, I know why. Because he's playing in double pivot role, right? That deep role. And Pogba's greatest weakness is defensive face. He doesn't, he doesn't reach space at time when he's being attacked. Okay. And that people are exploiting that. Everybody's exploiting that. It's but it's, it's, it's positive outweighs his negatives. I, I he's say a this difference every time. maker. I say that. He that's came I said, in during the easy, game and made a difference. Easy switch is just go to a 4 3 3. It's very easy switch. I'm screaming this. Go to a 4 3 3, play him and Bruno as eight, and sit Fred or Matic depending on the game. You know, Matic is probably good right. for big teams that are not as quick. That's fair. Players, all the small teams that are quick and pressed, right. maybe you go to Fred. But let's put the two eights there. Let them, like you said, it's positive and we direct him and Bruno. Let them, let's let have multiple, exactly. multiple outlets of creativity. That's what you do. This playing Pogba deep as a double pivot yep. does not make any sense. Because he worked in France. Doesn't Makes no sense to me at all. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to work in Manchester United. Like you need to look at the league. Look at situation. Look at your team. Absolutely. Also That's how you do football. You don't re replicate. Oh, it worked this place. Let me do it this. But because it worked six games, seven games of the season after lockdown, and we made, made top four, I guarantee you, if Pogba was in the league for like the whole 38 games, would have seen all these flaws we are seeing now. Would have seen it a long time ago. You know. But anyways, enough of that. Sure. Mister Mister Ayemi, let's pivot to Darkos. What's your Darkos quickly? Who's your Dakos for this season? Yes, 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 yes. I've been waiting for this because <laughs> I, I'm here to just highlight Everton as, as the greatest dark horse in the history of Premiership. And, I, and I'm saying that in comparison to Leicester City. Um, <laughs> I'm accepting. Dark horse, by the way. I just yeah, do not, do not talk down on my dark horse. It, Idris, I'm going to come out to you if you talk down on my people. But seriously, Everton is, uh, they started the season super hot and the addition of um, Rodriguez and, and just the hungriness of the whole team uh, reminds me of Leicester of, of, of years past. You know, nobody expected them to, to come out guns blazing like that. And then even when they became good, People were still doubting them. And then, you know, they played the big teams and they got results out of it. And, and you know, they ended up winning the league. Uh, this is the same I'm seeing in Everton right now because, you know, th they won their first few games and then everybody's saying, okay, they haven't played anybody crucial. And then they played Liverpool and then they showed out, you know, because everybody's saying, oh, Liverpool is not the Liverpool of old, you know, past few months in Liverpool, but they still contenders. Everybody's expected them to win the league again. So if Everton can stand their own ground and get results out of that, just imagine what they can do with the other big teams because they have the heart. I can see it. And, you know, Rodriguez has so much to prove. Just been sitting on the bench in Madrid for so long and is here having chance to play now. So he's showing out. He's having the time of his life. He's doing what he needs to do. And I just feel like they are my dark horse. And I'm not talking about top four or top two. I'm expecting oh! them to win the league. I'm expecting them to win the league. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. When the league is over, come to me and screenshot it and let me know that Yemi said this. Mark today's date down. I'm ready for Everton to shock the world again. Where's the mic? I think you have to the mic. Correct. That's what I said. 
Take that to the back. The mics are falling. Yeah, the mics are falling. <laughs> yeah. uh, they'll clip yeah. this up for you. That's my dog's prediction. This will yeah. get clipped, clipped up and they will come for you. They will come for you. No, this is clipped up already. This team said. Yes, <laughs> they, I, I know they don't come for me. <laughs> the man you fed, I'm expecting man you to do great things. But I have to be realistic enough that it might not win the league just with the way we're playing right now. So I still love my Red Devils, but I'm not expecting us to win the league. I'm counting on Liverpool, um, Everton to surprise the league and win it all like Leicester City. <laughs> right today's day down, I said it. <laughs> Mic <Mike> drop. <laughs> okay, Idris, any big predictions? No. Like, I, I, would, I would say, I would say initially I picked, I picked uh, Everton too as well. But then again, I'm picking everything, but because he has picked everything, I'll pick another team. But for everything, you have a winning coach, yes. You have James Rodriguez, and it's pretty much a brand new engine, in my own opinion. You've got three new players, you plug them in, the entire system tends to work beyond what we expect. But as I told you last year, like the Chelsea project is way ahead of schedule. I'm going to say the th same thing about Everton. The project is way ahead of schedule. I think we're all, we, we like what we see. Um, they have likable players and likable manager like Ancelotti. But I really don't think they're capable of keeping up this. Top two? Ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what my brother ate this morning. Yeah. <laughs> October 25th, oh 521 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mark it down. Yeah, he's on that night, Joe. I one bad injury away from having a problem. And the way Southampton played them today was very obvious. We, we, as long as you can bypass the guys in the middle and stifle them from having um, anything going up, um, up front, the, 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 the same, um, uh, how would I put it, the same kind of like uh, um, exposure is still there. Like there's, there's there like, I mean, Sidinia is still... And the injuries are showing, right? Because yeah, the injuries are suspicious. So, they have, they had Coman yeah. out, they had Richardson out, and they didn't, they didn't look as, as potent as, yeah. as, as without those two guys. They are right back, they're ca captain. Exactly. And uh, Richardson. I missed Rodriguez was like the end of playing today, right? And you could see like it wasn't fully at how devastating he could be. But he's a very good player. I'll go with Leeds. And um, although this has its own downside too, in the sense like, because one, Everton spent a lot of money, Leeds did not spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they have a crazy manager that is borderline genius slash insanity, yeah. Biesla. Uh, and um, I've just never, seen, I've never seen a team play so well, 90 minutes at 100 kilometers an hour. I've, I've never seen that before. Even the greatest Barcelona team were not going at this pace. Like this pace is unreal. And I don't know, man, like, I know they'll probably gas out. I also think they would have issues with injuries. <laughs> but my goodness, Bamford, the last two goals he scored, all freaking believable. It was monster. The typical situation used to be on Chelsea's books, and uh, yeah, he's doing it big in other places. This is just the first time he's actually. Stay away from Everton! Stay away from Everton! <laughs> <laughs> so, where, okay, where will this finish quickly? Interest. Where will they finish? Where will Leeds finish? Yeah, prediction. I think Leeds will finish in the top six. Top six. I actually think ah. finish in the top six. Top six? And you're talking about I'm smoking something. <laughs> top six. <laughs> what? Okay. You're smoking something. 
said, who's talking now? That's actually to be honest, to be, to be fair to you, we really that's, that is a bigger, bigger outrageous shout. More than they would ever say, please finish it up, please. If that happens, man. Hey, I will make sure you screenshot that too. I will. I make will. sure you screenshot that because they're going to come for a drink later. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. Are you? Have you been eating too much jollof, Nigerian jollof? They sprinkled it in my jollof. They sprinkled your jollof. Okay. My shout is Southampton. Uh, not because of today. I mean, I've always been a big as Hassan Buto fan, especially when you look at where they were this time last. They were talking about joining again this time last season. They considered nine goals to Leicester. The easiest thing that could have happened is manager goes, the project falls apart. They have to find somebody, you know, some other crazy manager. You know, they just be going different. But it stuck with him. He wasn't, you know, he said it was their worst day, blah, blah, blah. But he, he changed, the, you know, that team. He made some changes that team. Their pressing became way, very coordinated. That was last season. Problem. I remember we played them with drop points. They gave a lot of problems last season. I remember they beat City. You know, we drop points today. I think some of them beat them drop points. And they kind of consistently flew under the radar, right? They will still lose games, obviously. But... The way they press, my goodness, that they're pressing is so coordinated, it's unreal. And also, it's pretty uh, impressive. It really is. And also, the um, dedication of Hassan Hutu to say, I'm going to play that high line. I'm like, dude, you do know where you are, right? He plays that high line, he wants them to press, he wants them to attack, Danny Ings, you know. So, yeah, I think my, my shot is not a big shot because I'm a very moderate guy. So, it's going to be very moderate. I think they'll finish somewhere between six and eight. They will just miss out on Europe, but they will, they are going can to, I, can, can they are going to take a lot of No, you can't change your prediction. You cannot change your prediction. Stay there, stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Southampton will take a lot of bodies along the way. Can't say it, what? They have like, I think they have the, they are the lowest wage bill, like lowest six, seven wage bill in, in the Premier League. You don't yep. spend a lot of money. They have, Literally, bank average. Player. That's pretty impressive on its own. Yeah, well, you're good at that. They're the lowest six um, teams when it comes to wages, and also just net spend. Also, they are with the lowest six also, and they have pretty bad average players from like from the keeper all the way. Only maybe yeah, that is the only guy can say. Yep. That is the only guy can say. Okay, this guy is good, and we know him before now. This is a pretty unknown. It's full of unknown players. Just. Just like punching above their weight, in my opinion. I have no, I have no idea. I have no idea how Southampton does it. Yeah, it's. A, <laughs> I need to. Impressive. We need to do like a, a big research. How they get they recruit always recruit good. Managers. Doing an amazing job, by the way. They always recruit good right. managers. Right. Yeah. yeah, they always recruit good managers. I always recruit good players. You know. Players. So yeah. we, we move to uh, our weekly awards. So we have a new hour that we started last week. So we have one section, whether you call it donkey of the week, and if you want more PC, you can say egg on the face moment. <laughs> it's left to you guys, you know, for the week. And kudos of the week, you know, we have those two. So I was, uh, let me start with Idris. Idris, who is your donkey of the week? I will help you by even saying Mumu of the week. That's quite funny. He's a man by the name Stuart Atwell. 
he happened to be the VAR referee <laughs> against Manchester United and Chelsea. Hey, stop hating on us, man. Stop hating on us. Stop hating on us. The ref did his job. Stop hating on us. That's a wrong sport. Wrong sport for Harry Maguire. They just held each other a little bit. It wasn't a lot. Didn't see anything else but just a little bit. A little bit. I'm beginning to suspect you guys were actually the guy. Well, just oh, thank you very much. You know how ridiculous it was? He did not even he didn't flinch on that call. Then a few minutes later, Rashford belly just a little. And they're looking at a bar incident. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is a Bruno Fernandez moment again. I'm this like, are you Trafford. kidding me? It's what we do best. It's what we do best. Don't hate. Don't hate on us. Just play the game. Check it. Check it. Check it. Make sure you check it. He's telling them what to I know. Do. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you didn't check that one. We were going to check this one. I was like, no, we riot here. Oh, no, it's funny. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. And uh, for me, my kudos. Point. Yeah, my kudos. My kudos. Uh, my kudos is to Kepa. I want to thank him very much. <laughs> I really want to thank Kepa. I really, I really like he's taking one for the team. We appreciate him. He knows we love him. He knows we've tried. We have done what any parent, any family member would do for their own. We have written off losses, and Mendy was our kudos of the of the every day. Kepa celebrates or calls in sick. Something monumental happens in Kepa's life. We keep a clean sheet on Kepa's birthday. We won four zero clean sheet for the first time in Lampard's time. On Kepa calling in sick with a flu. We have a clean sheet with Mendy. Blessed to Kepa. I really appreciate it. Might be a backhanded compliment to Mendy, but that's my kudos of the Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, me. Let's hear yours. Yes. So my egg in the face moment, and this is a proud moment for me as a Ronaldo fan, <laughs> is Messi choking. He's doing what he does best. Like, I was so impressed about the Classico yesterday. With Madrid just making Messi look like Kepa. Like it was embarrassing. It wasn't good at all. I was so overjoyed because Messi did not show out like he normally does. I'm a Ronaldo fan. So every time Messi shows me a reason to continue to confidently believe in Ronaldo, it makes me happy. I really like what Messi did yesterday. Keep it up for the rest of the season. I don't expect you to win any awards anymore. Ronaldo for life. I'm okay. done. My best moment, kudos. You get you gave him a yes, moment. I had to. I had to. He he stopped yesterday. He played really bad yesterday. I, I think I think Barcelona just needs an overhaul because it's not the same team anymore. And I think the soon they realize like they can't just keep building around Messi anymore. The, the, the sooner they'll get better again. Because it's becoming so one-dimensional now. They're, not, they're so predictable. I feel like any team can beat them right now. But I, I'm just glad that's what they're doing right now. So <laughs> that way, Messi's you know, greatness can be reduced a little bit. And Ronaldo can keep going high. So, you know, keep that anger in your face, Messi. <laughs> and then my kudos goes to Jamie Vardy, man. Jamie Vardy... It's always, always showing out. You know, when you think they're out, when you think they have nothing to show, Vardy comes from somewhere. 
out of the blues, out of nowhere, shows out, shows up, shows well, and continues to play well. I love what he's been doing this season. I've loved him for a while, and I'm a big fan of him. Uh, I know it's continue, he's going to continue to do good. Hopefully, he gets more playing time when he goes to England, because I hate when they play on the national team, and he's always on the bench, and he's not playing enough. Shout out to Kane, because Kane always shows out too. But I'm sure they can find a way to make it work some type of way. Because Vardy's speed, you can't just, and you know, his mindset and his attacking skills alone, you need to put him somewhere on the field. Make it work as a coach. That's all I ask for. You know, Vardy, I love you, man. Keep up the good work. Okay, let me see mine. I don't care who's retired. They need to call him back. Vardy needs to be back. He's at the top of his career right now. There's no way you waste the talent like that. Yeah, you want to retire here and send us whatever you need to do. Put him back on the team. I agree. I agree. All right, we have five minutes left. So let me, let me jump into mine quickly because it's going to cut out. Uh, my, my own uh, egg on the face moment is to Sergio Ramos, to counter your own for like diving for like, for just a small talk on the shirt to free you as if he was shot for that penalty. I'm like, come on, Ramos, come on. You don't need to do that, you know? <laughs> I'm a big, big Messi fan. Unlike Mr. Yemi, I'm a big Messi fan, so I will support it. So that's my thing. <laughs> Ramos, be a man. I stop diving. We're just like getting small talk. I'm just like, I'm going get a penalty. <laughs> so I'm mad. I'm mad at Ramos for doing that. Only Ramos is a, is a, right. a consistent G. I respect he's a great, he's a, he's a legend for Madrid, but Ramos, stop, stop diving. I hate divers. My um, kudos for the week goes to this, to the whole Leeds team and Bielsa. The way they play, 100 miles an hour, they put that myth to bed about Villa being possible contenders. You know, they put to bed, it, it took them apart one by one. From minute one to 100, they were on Villa, on Villa, on Villa, counter-attack, pressing, triangles, everything, possession, they did everything that they were, wow. This is a bunch of nobodies, man. Bunch of nobodies. They were doing everything. They were pressing. They were counter-attacking. They were keeping the ball. They were playing out on the back. High press, mid-press, counter-press. I'm just watching, like, how does this man do this thing? I know it's not feasible over 13 game period, but, man, even if I get for six, seven games, Villa gets my kudos for the week. Because, I, in fact, my note to self now is always watch. I said, I said Villa, sorry. Leeds. I always watch Leeds. That's my note to self. Anytime Leeds is played, I make out time to watch Leeds because I get entertained. Like all their games this season, I'm Victoria. I didn't watch one against Wolves. That one head was boring. I think that was last week Monday. I'm glad I didn't watch that. But every other game I've seen this season has been, it's been very good. Guys, uh, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, before we go, I'm going. Any anybody wants to find us, all our addresses will be at the end. And also at the end of this uh, one. Look out for our FPL updates by Ola, which will be at the end of this. Yemi, thanks for coming on. It was fun, so much fun. We'll try to Thank you for time. having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Same here. Um, Mr. Frank, Frank Lampard Idris slash Ungolo, Ungolo, <laughs> Ungolo Kante. <laughs> Ungolo, overrated Ungolo Kante. The man with 13 lost, 13 lost possession and zero duel. <laughs> Keep living on the old school guys of 2018. I think for the time, very soon your eyes open. You know, yeah, you shouldn't bring that up at the end. You shouldn't have brought that up at the end. The dish is going to be pissed for the rest of the day. You should have stayed there. 
That was that it was very strategic. <laughs> so he doesn't have any comeback. Why? You did that on purpose. You did that on purpose. Kate is overrated. That's why. Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, oh my god. So welcome to the footy fantasy who's hot and who's not hot segment. This is your weekly update of the tips which you can use to find who is the best player to get into your squad and who's the best player to kick out of your squad. And who's hot this week? Patrick Bamford of Leeds United. He's hot, hot, hot. Six goals in six games with a very, very affordable price of 5.9 million. Leeds United have been looking good. They seem to be creating lots of chances. They seem to be a team that will score a lot of goals. And Patrick Bamford is their main striker. So if you're looking to invest in a player who's going to bang in a lot of goals, Patrick Bamford is the man. He's hot, 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 hot. And Leeds United generally have a squad full of good bargains. Um, Luke Halen had the back. Kept a clean sheet in the last game. Plays as a fullback, but also playing as a centre-back. Can get you some bonus points. A goalkeeper is also cheap, can get you some points. So, these are the players you should be looking to bring into your squad. Leeds United, keep an eye on them. Bielsa's men are going loco. Now, let's talk about who's not at, 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 at. Pierre-Emir Aubameyang. P-E-A has gone off the boil. Five games without a goal for Arsenal in the league. That's his worst run since he joined. Arsenal seems to be struggling for goals. And their main striker is also struggling for goals. And for a player who was one of my favorites coming into the season because he was classed as a midfielder, he's no longer hot. 12 million is too expensive. It is time to cut your losses if you still have them. Reinvest and get some better players who are going to be banging in goals. So... Abemeyang, no longer hot. And then, if you're going to be looking for players who are also going to have some good fixtures in the next few weeks, Crystal Palace players, their defense is not too bad. They don't concede too many goals. And their main striker, one of their main strikers is Zaha. He's not doing too badly. He is one of the players you should be looking to get in. And if you're also looking for players, we're also going to deliver some clean sheets. Well, I wouldn't suggest you look at Liverpool players any longer. Van Dijk is out. Probability of kicking, keeping clean sheets has diminished. So, it might be time to start thinking of trading in your Liverpool defenders for cheaper options who are going to get you points. So, that is our footy fantasy update. The tips. And you can join us same time next week. Keep an eye out. And keep an eye out on the news too. Because apart from injuries coming up, COVID-19 infections are also keeping play some players out. So keep an eye out. Keep an ear out. And keep rocking. Cheers. <laughs>